The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpa sportsmed to learn more. What's going on, great people, and welcome back to another exciting week of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm your host, Nebbia Science, here with my co-host and high school sports editor, Brian Linder. Brian, we are trotting along in the high school basketball season. I know this is a football podcast here, but this week we have a really, really interesting guest who gets it done on the gridiron and on the hardwood, man. But before we get into him, how you doing this week, buddy, and how you feeling? Me? Yeah! I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, wake uh, up, JD. Come on, man. Shake it out. Come on, let's go. I thought you were asking Mr. Linder. Uh, pretty good. Uh, I took a test today, so and I think I did pretty well, so that feels good. Yeah. I mean, we what got the effort. Uh, I was on uh, a- AP Environmental Science. Not my favorite class, but it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, we have our first game today, Harrisburg. Um, got to come in focused on that. I mean, the record, can't look at records. And Harrisburg always plays well, home, and every team gives us their best game. So, And then Friday, we got uh, CD East there, and that'll be a good game. It's always a good game over there. So, Nebby, one of the things I want to get in with J.D. is I had a long talk with uh, Josh Oswalt. You know, he, J.D.'s a pretty darn good football player. Uh, for Cumberland Valley. And I had a long talk with him before the end of the season. And uh, it's it's crazy out here right now with like the recruiting landscape and stuff like that and kids who who would have, I think, an easier time getting getting those opportunities in the past. It's tough right now with a transfer portal and all this other stuff going on. And I know he was a little frustrated, J.D., because Coach Oswald is a big proponent of, you know, he thinks you can play at the next level. Mm-hmm. And I do, too. Um, and here we are. I know you haven't signed anywhere yet february 1st is coming up what is you know first of all how is recruiting looking for you or how are you feeling about like college football on the next level man following after the season i didn't have or i mean i had some interest but then uh later on after like high school finished up and i mean college finished up more colleges started contacting and uh luckily i was able to schedule some visits or oh, I haven't scheduled yet because of basketball. It's kind of tough, but some schools like, uh, Millersville and Clarion and, uh, uh, hopefully or St. Francis and Shipmansburg. Uh, hopefully I'll set up some dates soon to go down there. Um, I want to play D one though. Like I want to try to prove myself, like try to look at schools to see if they like my film and they could, try to give me an offer for like a PWO. And so I go out there and try, try to prove myself. What, what, what position do you think, uh, like safety or DB? Uh, well, I like, I love safety. I love playing safety. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's wherever I could fit. I really don't. I just want to get that opportunity and prove myself. What I really want to dig into here, Nebby, and, and with you, J.D., is that, like I said, Coach Oswalt and I had this conversation. And his thing with me is like, what in the heck are coaches doing? You know, why, why aren't they? You know, I, he, he's a good football coach, and he's coached some, some good college players. Mm-hmm. He was sold on the idea that you can play at the next level. 
And and again, we've seen this landscape change so much with the transfer portal and everything else. Has he, has he had that talk with you about maybe why the interest level maybe isn't the same as it had what maybe would have been in the past? And and how it's got to be a little frustrating for you as an athlete who's who's a pretty darn good athlete. Um, how have you handled that? And and what have the conversations been like with your coaches about this? Uh, I mean. Oswald's been great. He's been trying, not just me, but my other teammates like Isaac and Griff and Ridge and all of them, like trying, just telling us to be patient and that uh, more schools are going to come in and he'll keep on reaching out to them and reaching out to schools because he wants what's best for us. And like you said, he's coached a bunch of like good players that have made it to the collegiate level. And through his eyes, multiple of us can play up there. But uh, yeah, it's definitely frustrating because I can I see other kids I compete against get offers and stuff that I don't get the opportunity to do. But I just keep a good mindset and just focus on myself. I can't control. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, you touched on a lot of great points there. You talk about you know being patient. You talk about wanting to play college football at the Division One level. One thing Brian and I emphasize a lot here on this podcast is no matter where you play, you know, playing. Football at the next level is an achievement in of itself, whether that be JUCO, D3, D2, mm-hmm. D1, whatever the case is. Um, so don't don't focus too much on that from, you know, a former mm-hmm. athlete to current athlete. Next thing, I want to talk about the the great season that you just put on at Cumberland Valley. I love you at safety. I mean, you had, like, what, 90 tackles this, this past season. You could also run the ball well. You had six touchdowns, like four receiving um, touchdowns as well. What what kind of you play with a chip on your shoulder when you're out there on the field, and where does that dog mentality come from? I know I just talked to you and did a basketball feature on you about how well you've been performing on the basketball court too, but it starts with football, man, and that's what you're passionate about. So take us through your career at Cumberland Valley and sort of that chip on your shoulder you've played with all four seasons. Uh, well, freshman year, like all those friends I grew up with, uh, we went undefeated, thinking that we're top notch, that we're going to come into varsity and play the, and win all of our games and then sophomore year hit and that was the same time around covid so it was a mess but yeah our, our record was pretty bad so i mean it was a big smack in the face like it's not the same uh gotta lift uh more weight gotta get quicker stronger uh and also like film watch like seeing the game like i feel like from freshman and sophomore year to my senior year, I saw the field so much more differently. And that was just because of experience and playing. Um, uh, also with like coming in sophomore year, uh, playing varsity, like just like you said, having that dog mentality or like that anger, like I just knew that I had to be physical. And if I was like soft and timid, then I was going to get ran over by multiple kids. So I mean, I just tried to also take out whatever anger I was feeling during that day and practice and then in the games too. And then also if I didn't like some players on the other team, that also gave me a little bit of juice. I think the film and the production is good. You're going on these visits. You're looking for PWO opportunities. If a college coach happens to, to, to hop on this thing, man, sell yourself a little bit. What what are they getting in J.D. Hunter, man? Um, I mean, you're getting a guy that – We'll give you his all every single play on and off the field, work hard in school, study, uh, have that family like 
and have that family, like build that bond with the coaches and players. Um, also to be coachable and take what they, and not be like uh, arrogant and believe that, you know, everything, but take what the coaches have to say. Cause they're a coach for a reason and they know the stuff. So you got to learn from them. Uh, also just, I don't like, I don't like talking about myself. I usually, that's just not me, but, uh, athletic, I'll, I make plays when I have to, uh, I try to make plays whenever I can. You know, Brian, one of the things that's really interesting about JD, we kind of heard about it early on the podcast here. He exemplifies what a student athlete is. And if I'm not mistaken, your dad is an educator, right, JD? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually had the pleasure of meeting your dad at a peace and justice event we did with Penn Live in November. Um, and it was at Harrisburg University in downtown Harrisburg. Your dad pulls me to the side. He's like, hey, you're a nephew, right? I'm like, yeah, how you doing, sir? He said, you know, you cover my son JD a lot at Penn Live. You know, we appreciate the, 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 the spotlights on him and stuff like that. I said, man, we appreciate JD just being the guy going out there and giving us content to write about. Um, you have a 4.0 GPA and you're a dual athlete. You're a standout athlete in football standout athlete in basketball. I mean, what's that like for you balancing that school load and, you know, still performing at the, at the peak every single night you put on your uniform? I mean, definitely, uh, like in practice, you got, and in school, you got to focus on those things. It's easier like with practice. Cause you can't, you're, you're not going to be on your phone and stuff, but like in school, it's so easy to be on your phone and watch TikTok and go on Instagram and stuff. But I mean, taking advantage of your study halls and I mean, no one really likes to study, but studying can help. And also like studying your homework and studying like previous like tests or whatever that you uh, like questions you got wrong on and like learning from those mistakes really helps too. And also asking your teacher questions that helps a lot. That's what people really don't like. They're too nervous or scared to ask the teacher a question when the teacher's there to help you. This is a sports podcast, and Brian and I like to keep it evergreen and kind of tell the stories that you don't always get to hear, like locker room stuff and things of that sort. But, I mean, where does where does that laser focus derive from? I mean, I played sports growing up myself, and, you know, sometimes guys would goof around at study hall or, you know, before practice when we had to have those, uh, those practice player meetings and stuff like that. But you seem to just lock in differently, almost like you have that Mamba mentality that Kobe Bryant had. And, and you, you've developed it very young. Um, how would you say you've been able to do so? And what are some contributing factors to that, whether that be your parents at home and some of that you at a very young age or just the desire that you developed on your own? Like, where does that come from? I would say that mainly it was derived from my parents because my dad, sports-wise, was really, like, I mean, he was hard on me, but, like, he wasn't, like, really mean about it unless I played bad. But, uh, like, if I had a bad game or whatever, he we like basketball. I didn't start playing football till like eighth grade, but basketball I've been playing my whole life. And my dad would like go out back and we'd shoot and we'd be going over the stuff I did wrong. And he would teach me because he used to coach uh, soccer and uh, a little bit of basketball, but he played basketball. So he obviously knows a lot. And then my mom with academics, uh, she was a 4.0 in college. So she she tells me and my siblings that we have to do well in school and like all throughout high school. And then when we get to college, she won't be as hard 
on us. Definitely doesn't want us to fail, but uh, yeah, like if you, even if you get like a bad grade on an assignment or or like turn in work in late, she'll find out. Like she dives into school G and stuff and looks at that stuff. But I love it. Like she's just holding me accountable. My dad's holding me accountable, and that just makes me like perform better. You talk about you didn't start playing football until eighth grade. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, guys like Isaac and probably like a Bryce Ferris are guys who've grown up with more so like Isaac Sons. I know I've spoken to you guys a bit after some of your football games this past season. What has your relationship been like over the years? You guys seem to have a chemistry out on the field and just in life. You guys just click, you know, generally you guys were at the state championship games together at, you know, uh, Cumberland Valley this what last football state championships we had in December. I mean, you guys seem to be genuine friends and a translate on the field. Like, talk to me about that connection and the last ride that you guys had at Cumberland Valley. Well, me and Isaac grew up playing sports together. We used to play on the same uh, HMMS soccer team, and we've always had that bond. And we all, we also are both very determined that we hold each other accountable. So that just helps us exceed, like, exceed our limits. And, I mean, we also – more more now this year than probably other than like freshman year we've been hanging out more i have them over more like along with all my other friends we all hang out and it's always it's just so fun like we just bond and it shows like on the court or on the field and we just feel comfortable around each other so it's fun we talked about your freshman year coming the valley your sophomore up until your junior year um but I really, you know, want to ask you about the start to your senior year. I think that's probably one of the best starts that Cumberland Valley has had in a little while. You guys went 4-0 and before you eventually took your first loss to Harrisburg, or was it 5-0, and if I'm not mistaken? Um, how were you guys able to get off to such a, a a great and dominant start like that? I know it's your senior year. You probably spilled a lot into the underclassmen and told them that you weren't playing around. But how were you able to do that and eventually make a playoff run the way that you I mean, holding holding everyone accountable. Um, we ended the, our junior season with that win against CD, and I really think that had a like turned the mindset of people. And we also lost some people, and there were I feel like there was more uh, accountable and people who actually wanted to play like football and didn't want to just be on the team. So there was a lot of guys who wanted to go out there and prove themselves and play for each other and do the things that the coaches said, play the, like just do the things the coaches said so that we could just succeed. Yeah. Well, uh, JD, we have a lot of great football talk here. We're going to take a brief moment to acknowledge our sponsors, UPMC and Pinnacle Health. And we'll be right back. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more. JD, we're back from our break. I kind of want to take a moment here to kind of digress. I know, like we said, this is a football podcast, but you're currently in basketball season. You guys are 11-0. You guys are the number one team in the Mid-Pen Commonwealth Division, still undefeated. One of two remaining undefeated teams in the Mid-Pen Conference, I believe, Noah Hershey is still undefeated with 5-0. and Haven't played as many games as you guys, but you're ranked second in all of the PIAA uh, Class 6A rankings. Um, you're second to Reading. 
How do you guys get off to the start that you do? I mean, Coach David Vespignani is a pleasure to talk to. He's real, real high on you. Uh, calls you the team's glue guy. Um, again, talk to me about being that dog and playing with a chip on your shoulder out on the hardwood. Because football season's over, it seems like you're on to the next chapter. And a lot of guys, when they know they're going to school for another sport, oftentimes won't play you know, another sport uh, their senior year. But here you are on the hardwood making big plays. So talk to us about that. I talked and said this before, but like the energy aspect, I try to bring the energy, whether it's, I mean, it's like focus energy or just like, like just positive energy. Cause we'll come out and some games without any, any energy. And that's when we'll be sucking. We'll be trash and we won't be making shots. We won't, we won't be making turnovers, but in practice, Vess is he's, the practices, this is, holy crap, the practices feel harder than the games because he's working us so hard. And lately, we've been foul shooting more, so we haven't been conditioning as much. But before, it was a lot of conditioning just to put us in shape and to have that dominance in the fourth quarter. Um, we know from the beginning that we would have a chip on our shoulder. Uh, every team would give us our, their best game. Um, I mean, to me, I feel like as our, our team's progressing and getting better and we need to keep on getting better, we can't like, uh, we can't plateau, can't like just stay at the same because previous years we go, like we'll go 11 to no halfway through the season and then we'll keep climbing and then we'll lose a few games and then keep climbing. And then we get around playoffs and we fold in the playoffs because we're not, we fully didn't, progress we don't we didn't have all the key components to win but i feel like this year we do and we just need to execute better and we also need to be smarter and have less uh minutes during the game where we're plateauing and like out of focus you know brian i wish you could have been there uh, last week whenever i covered the cumberland valley versus central dolphin game which cv went on and wins 48 to 39 but jd you picked up two uh, quick fouls there in the first quarter. You were benched until the second half, but when he came in in the third quarter, your impact was immediate. And in the fourth alone, Brian, he had three steals back-to-back and coast-to-coast fast-break buckets. Um, so keep balling, my man. We're going to transition back to football here for a sec. Um, actually, we're just going to talk about you um, as, a, as a scholar and an athlete aside from football because that's something we like to capture from all of our athletes who come on here. Who would you say J.D. Hunter is off the football field, off the basketball court, and what are some things you're involved in at Cumberland Valley aside from sports? Outside of school, uh, for a few years of high school and even in middle school, I participated with the TOTS program, so it's like working with kids with special needs, uh, teaching them how to play soccer. So it's always fun, like just being the coach and helping others. Um, community service with Oz. Uh, Oz was really hammering this year to change the culture of the school. And so we would support others, like uh, other sports and go there and try to be as loud as possible and bring that energy. Um, Like I said, community service, we would, uh, we helped uh, clean a veteran's home and just like having that feeling that you help someone out and um, it just feels so good. And um, a part of a national honor, honor society. So that's more community service. You have to have, a lot of hours in order to get in, but it's worth it. It's fun. How did you get involved with that soccer program? Cause that sounds, that sounds like a pretty neat deal, man. Um, 
one of my one of my friends who actually plays soccer, he was doing it, and then my mom heard about it, so then she told me about it, and then I joined, and I met a lot of like people from my school that I didn't know or hadn't talked to before, so it just was an all around good experience. You know, uh, JD and Brian, for me, you know, playing at Harrisburg in high school, Cumberland Valley was always an interesting and unique environment to go to. You guys are very um, close-knit. Seems like everybody knows everybody, and the fans really support one another. Um, what's it like just being a kid in an environment like that, going into your, your dome gymnasium on a basketball fr- Friday night games and just seeing the fans and parents and just everyone there cheering for you? What's that environment like at Cumberland Valley, and what makes it special for you? In school, there are a lot of kids. Like the hallways are packed. Like you're you're walking on the wrong side of the hallway, you're gonna get bumped into, and no one really cares. So you really gotta know your place in the school. But uh, like games, like the football stadium, the new football stadium, that was crazy. Like one of my friends sent me a picture uh, from our CD East game. Uh, someone took it from the opponent's side from the booth, and like in the moment there, like I don't really try it like while playing, I don't look at the crowds as much unless I'm on the sideline, but that picture, like seeing the student section, it was like, we haven't had a student section at that CDs game like that since freshman year. And it's just, it was, it was really different this year compared to sophomore year and junior year. Um, on bat and basketball, same thing, parents, I feel like the parents and everyone i just feel like it's louder this year i don't know why maybe because there's more people but it just seems louder it's fun well jd we really appreciate you coming on this podcast with us man we talk to top dogs in the central pa area each and every single week we know you got a basketball game against harrisburg tonight best of luck to you keep Thank grinding you. man good luck on this next chapter just remember that you know the right school will come at the right time and anyone who gets you gets a dog man so we appreciate that i know brian has some things to add too Thank you, thank you. Well, one thing I got to ask is, I mean, have, have your Harrisburg Cougars won a game yet, Nevy? Man, my Harrisburg Cougars are 0-8, man, but it's all right. It's, it's a rebuilding process. You know, sometimes you fall off the dynasty, but you make your way back up to the top. So, I mean, they, they, won, in, they won in football, so. Yeah, well, listen, J- J.D., Brian likes to give me hell all the time. It's all right, man. Uh, uh, back on top. Hey, all I, know, all I know is, J.D., all I know is this. Harrisburg, I got here. Pretty good program, pretty good team. Nevy's off at college. Nevy comes back from college. Last summer, he goes over, tells me he he, he plays a couple games against them kids. Now they can't beat anybody. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know what they picked up from. I don't know what I don't know what they picked up from Nevy in 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 the gym last summer. But <laughs> hey, JD, it's all right. You know what I like to do, man? Block out the haters. You do the same thing tonight. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Yeah. Well, JD, go ahead and, and drop your, your Twitter handle or you know social media handles and huddle stuff for everybody to tap into. Oh, uh, Twitter, uh, JD Hunter thirty three. Uh, Instagram is Jed underscore three, and then uh, my huddle. Let me check my huddle. Good, good man. I'm sure somebody types in JD Hunter huddle film. It'll pop right up. JD, when you cross one of them kids up tonight and they fall over and you go right by them to the hoop, just remember, Nevy taught them that. Okay. <laughs> I'll ask him. I'll ask him when we're playing. Yeah, when you, cross, when you cross one of them kids up tonight and they fall over, you know, get on yeah, overtime yeah. or something, trending on Twitter, 
uh, when you break one, break their ankles. And I'm not entertaining you, Brian JD. After you after you uh, after you get that layup, when you go back, mom say did Nebby teach you that? They probably gonna say yeah. <laughs> Nebby was a lockdown defender. It's all right. Hey man, JD, we appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash central PA sports med to learn more.